0: I'm Mike Gorman, and you're listening to the Celtics Pod podcast for Celtics Vlog. Here's your host, Adam Taylor. What's good, everybody? Christmas is drawing near. As we said on Monday, we won't be releasing an episode on Christmas Day because it's Christmas Day, we should be with the families, not listening to basketball. And if we were going to listen to basketball, there's lots of live basketball on TV. We don't need to listen to an English guy talk for 30 to 45 minutes. I'm joined by my boy, Mr. Brendan Nunes. What are you doing today, Brendan? Not too much, man. Uh,
1: Another day in the life.
0: Start of the season.
1: Hyped for it. Really looking forward to... Weirdly, we have the Nets and Warriors tonight, and I'm most excited to watch James Wiseman. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting this season started again, and, and Boston kicks it off. Day two of action against, uh, man, what I probably think is going to be the best regular season team in the league with the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: Yeah, their starting five is gnarly. Their bench is dirty. It's going to be a really, really tough game. I feel like Milwaukee, as you said, probably the best team in the league in terms of playing personnel, probably going to end up with the best record in the regular season. Luckily, their coach can't get it done in the playoffs, so I, I tend not to be as scared there.
1: Yeah, well, it's a regular season game. Yeah, I think that, I mean, the roster that you laid out a little bit, you know, Drew Holiday, this is the starting five, Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Brooke Lopez. If Jason Tatum is, I mean, we've seen him struggle to get to the rim and or finish at the rim more specifically, no chance that he's really going to be able to do that against Milwaukee. So if shots aren't falling for him, it's going to be a really rough night. Um, Same goes for Jalen. Like, they they very much force you to knock down jumpers. And Celtics so are limited in guys that can that can kind of do that, to be honest, um, especially with Kemba being out.
0: Yeah, so for me, this is going to be a game that's beat. That they're, the Celtics are going to win or lose in the mid-range. I feel like there's going to be a lot of value placed on getting into the – driving the lane and then pulling up for the mid-range jumper, attacking closeouts off the three-point line, again, getting into that mid-range. And unfortunately, the guy that does that best for Boston is going to be out for the game. That's Campbell Walker. He would be the guy that I'd expect to have the ball in his hands whenever attacking closeouts happens or whenever they need to get an easy bucket coming off a screen. Tatum, I feel like he... I'm okay with Tatum taking mid-range if it's within the flow of the offense. It's when he settles for them that it really annoys me. I don't know how I feel about Marcus Smart as an offensive outlet in this game. I, I don't, don't feel good
1: about it. Yeah,
0: he's going to be defended by an equally good defender in Drew Holiday, somebody that's going to be able to really put pressure on Marcus Smart, assuming Smart starts at the, at the point guard position, which if we take anything away from the preseason, it looks like that's what's going to happen. Jalen yeah. Brown has become a really good pull-up shooter, so maybe they rely on his pull-up jumper. But can he hit it consistently enough to keep them in the game? This is going to be a really, really rough start. This is a baptism of fire for Boston.
1: Yeah, to me it's it's Jalen or maybe Jeff Teague. Um I, I think he had a really promising preseason. We saw Brad definitely talk him up. And yeah, I mean, we know that it definitely his his strength is on the offensive end. Um who do you think like it, it seems do you know what's what's the Tristan Thompson
0: situation right now? So Tom Westerholm tweeted out about 10 minutes ago before recording this. That the Celtics announced their injury report and Tristan Thompson isn't on it? Because I think, you know, there's this whole like build a wall against
1: Giannis. You need somebody at the rim to slow him down. This is where for everything that Tice did great was switching. He wasn't quite big enough to handle that. And you saw it with Bam also, right? I think this is going to be a great Tristan Thompson test.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I don't want to read too much into it. He hasn't had a preseason. He's probably barely trained with the team. But it's definitely going to be a sign of things to come. It's going to be an additional body, a tough body, a guy that knows how to play D, somebody that's been up against Johnny Sun teams that have been quite, well, I wouldn't say successful. But it's going to definitely be a good test of what Thompson can bring to the roster. I just don't want to say you live or die by Thompson's performance this game, especially because he's gonna be on a minutes restriction if he plays at all.
1: Totally fair. Um I, I probably had poor wording there with a test and it was more so that like, you know, going into each game, I think the starting lineup's pretty much going to be locked outside of that center spot. And it's gonna be okay. Who of the three hockey rotation guys in Time Lord, Tice and Thompson is is most ideal against this matchup. And I think that Thompson's definitely the guy against Milwaukee. But like you're saying, no preseason for him, uh, at least no play out there. And first game with Boston in this roster um, test is, is not the right word there. I just think that he is probably best equipped to deal with stopping Giannis from just bulldozing people and getting to the rim and dunking every possession.
0: Yeah, this is going to be the problem. It's going to be... Uh, stop Giannis by committee we've had rebounding by committee now it's just stop Giannis by committee the Celtics and Brad Stevens specifically tend to do a good job in scheming against Giannis in single game sample sizes you know like that if it's only one game they think they've managed to contain Giannis when it's a series they seem to kind of lose their way as the series wears on I'm not yeah, too but- I'm not too worried about how they defend him more than how they take their eyes off other people, such as Middleton and now Drew Holiday, while trying to stop Giannis. and that's where the biggest issue for me comes.
1: And you know what, I also want to throw out there: like, are we sure that Tristan Thompson is actually—I uh, know I was the one saying this—the the best option when it comes to or, or good at slowing down these just like monsters that are trying to get into the paint like a Giannis or Joel Embiid that are just strong as anything you've ever seen you know like Tristan Thompson is still a small center um he, I know he doesn't feel like it but he's listed at 6-9 here on Basketball Reference like Celtics could still have an issue with not having enough size there even with Tristan Thompson
0: yeah I feel like Thompson was the guy they bought in to put up against these guys just because of his strength and his ability to make himself low and be able to hold his ground against the stronger guys you know it's not going to be Daniel Tice because they can just move Daniel Tice out the way of the swing of an arm they can hook around him Robert Williams you unfortunately just can't trust at this moment in time due to his defensive positioning so it makes sense that they lean on Tristan Thompson as the season wears on once his legs are under him and he's at game speed Again, I feel like it's just going to be throw everything in the kitchen sink at these type of bigs and see what sticks on a game to game basis. I don't know if they can scheme specifically for one player to be able to contain these guys, and that just speaks to the talent level of some of the bigs that they're going to come up against this year more than the lack of talent on the Celtics roster.
1: Yeah, and you know the offense is always going to be the concern for Boston this year. I feel like um, in the defense, I mean, I feel like pretty comfortable saying they're going to be top ten, top five even. And it's probably the same for Milwaukee here, a possibly best offensive team in the league with ridiculous defenders throughout the entire starting lineup. I think they have four guys that could be on an all-defensive team and Drew, DiVincenzo, Middleton, and Lopez. Or, sorry, not Middleton, but Giannis. Um, Giannis and Lopez there. But their offense is 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 Giannis, you know, and they have other creators outside of it. Um yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just kind of trying to talk through the matchup here. I think Boston's really going to struggle to score. And it's going to, a lot of it have to do with if Tatum's shot is falling. But then when it comes to defending Milwaukee, um, yeah, like we're saying, you just got to slow Giannis. And I personally would more so live with outside shots um, and focus on not letting Giannis get going. And I think the main way that you can do that is just – denying transition um and you know in the half court maybe you uh, are a little more tight with your closeouts and loose with him getting to the rim since there's likely to be a help defender there but in the open court like just limit your turnovers which i think boston does a good job of doing um and then if, if he starts to get going in the open court build that wall and
0: and make them reset and have to deal with the half court offense So this makes perfect sense to me, and I'd agree quite heavily. I feel like the Celtics, you say, they're quite good at limiting their turnovers. That was something that plagued them in the playoffs and then plagued them again during the preseason. So I hope that they've been working on that in practice, because to me that's going to be an area that they need to be almost perfect. You know, you can't be having 10 to 20 turnovers a night when you're playing against a team as good as Milwaukee. The other thing that I want to point out is... Usually, when you come up against a starting five like this, you try and hang, and then you try and build that. You try and cut the deficit that you fall into once the bench play. Once you go up against their bench, right? And unfortunately, Milwaukee's bench looked tough. I mean, they're going to have Bobby Portis, Brim Forbes, DJ Augustine, Pat Connaughton. And then they've got um, Tori Craig. They're going to have multiple guys on that bench unit that could be starting on other teams around the league.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're definitely a real threat. And I also worry about um, the the rebounding. You know, last season, Milwaukee was the best rebounding team in the league. And while Boston was a better rebounding team than I think people realized, um, looting, losing Gordon Hayward could really hurt in that. So it's going to be a little bit of rebounding by committee, which I think we mentioned this on the last pod. actually. It kind of always has been. We've seen Tatum and Brown develop into pretty good rebounders, um, but I think that's going to be a little bit even more of an emphasis for them this year since – or I guess, you know, whatever wing steps into that Gordon Hayward role will just also focus on team rebounding because Gordon was a better rebounder than I think people gave him credit for.
0: Yeah, Gordon was a really good rebounder, and that was a big one of the biggest losses when he left along with the playmaking that he brought to the team. I feel like they showed that rebounding up by bringing in Tristan Thompson again, but that yeah. playmaking for me is going to be something that's really going to be lacking. I don't know who they're going to put the, whose hands they're going to put the ball into to consistently break down Milwaukee's Walker's defense without Kemba Walker there. You don't have your primary um, penetrator. You don't. So you're going to be asking Jeff Teague to do a lot of that off the bench. And then Marcus Smart, you're going to ask him to be running a lot of plays and his playmaking is good. I mean, I've said this before, Basketball Index ranked him as the best playmaker on the roster. But if they shut down Marcus and they close his passing lane, your next playmaker on that starting lineup is going to be Jason Tatum that's still trying to figure out his where he fits as a playmaker on an NBA team. So I am concerned about where the distribution is going to come from. I feel like we're going to see a lot of Oso ball.
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to happen a bit throughout the year. Um, I don't feel great about the matchup. If I had to guess going into the game, I would honestly say that Boston drops this one. I think they have a little bit more growing pains, even though they probably have about the same amount of roster spots they're bringing back. It's just increased roles for some of them here. That's going to take some getting used to. Um, and I know Gordon was out a lot last year, but missing both him and Kemba, it just there's a lot of offensive responsibility on Tatum and Brown. And I, I just there's going to be games where they can't they can't handle that. And against one of the better defensive teams in the league, it wouldn't surprise me if this was one of those nights.
0: Yeah, I've got them going 0-2 in the first two games and then even in their um, record at 2-2 two two with uh, back-to-back wings against the Pacers. Mm-hmm.
1: And that second game that, uh,
0: that you're calling it now, right, is the Christmas Day game against Brooklyn. I am indeed, sir. That is the game. I'm very concerned about that based off what we saw in preseason. Again, it's the same thing. It's where's the playmaking going to come from? I'm quite confident now that the team's got enough on their bench unit to be able to penetrate more. But my, my primary concern is where's the shot creation coming from in terms of ball movement? And where is the defensive um, stopper to be able to put somebody on kd and contain him i'm not you can never lock him down but you need to do your best to contain him and with both milwaukee and brooklyn i feel like they've got guys that are going to take so much defensive focus that you're always going to leave somebody else open and against most teams that's okay against teams that have chris middleton brim forbes um, drew Holiday. And then you've got Kyrie Irving, you've got Joe Harris. These are all high-level three-point shooters and high-level dribble-drive penetrators that you've got to try and figure out how to stop these while containing some of the top five guys in the league. And unfortunately, I just don't know how Boston are going to do it, especially while they're not at full strength themselves.
1: Yeah, interestingly, in those in the preseason matchups, I felt like the the defense was more so the issue than the offense. Like, the offense had a little bit of an expected hiccup and wasn't great, but I want to say Brooklyn had 90 points in the third quarter in one of those games, and obviously you're not playing standard rotation, but I I don't know. I mean, the, the one aspect that I feel okay about Brooklyn is, while their offense is going to be ridiculous for the reasons that you pointed out, I think that Boston has a very, very good defense, like I mentioned. And has the tools to be able to slow those guys down as best as anyone in the league, um, specifically if Tristan Thompson is healthy. And then on the offensive end, I I don't think that Brooklyn has all too much talent there. And I think that that would give an opportunity to guys like Jalen Brown for easier opportunities and some of the less talented offensive players like Marcus Smart to, to find spots and pick holes in some of these weaker defensive guys. So I, I kind of feel like you're almost a little even there. Um, but where it tips in the favor of Brooklyn is the depth. Um, some of the guys that you mentioned, but like Karis LaVert, I know we both picked to be six man of the year. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie sitting on that team as well, who both of those guys could probably be all-stars. There's Joe Harris. I mean, there's like a ridiculous amount of guys that you've mentioned as well. That um, and, and Boston just... Uh, again, we said this in with Milwaukee, too. It's going to be a theme throughout the year. The two freaking issues are offense, and like who's going
0: to create, and the depth of the roster. And I think you're going to hear this all year. Yo, Brendan's got the Sons of Anarchy outside his house. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Am I right here? Oh, that's funny. No, seriously, I agree. I mean, I feel like once Kemba Walker's back, there's going to be quite a lot of... um playmaking in Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, Jeff Teague, Kemba Walker, not in that order obviously, but I feel like there's enough playmaking there, especially if Tatum Tatum, continues to work on his uh, pick and roll creation. But to begin the year with Kemba out, that's going to put a lot more pressure on Smart and Tatum to keep that offense ticking and to figure out how to find guys on cuts, how to attack wrinkles, where the seams are opening, when they need to drive, when they need to distribute it just seems like this Milwaukee game is probably 10 games too early for my personal liking, but it's also going to be a really good way to show these the younger guys on the Celtics, like, look, this is the level you need to be at, and this is the level you need to be at damn soon. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I think the Milwaukee one's a loss, and I think the Brooklyn one is more up in the air. I probably would still chalk it up to be a loss as well, but I think it's a, it's a very winnable one, more so than Milwaukee's like you just have to i mean like you have to be able to score against that level of defense like brooklyn has serious problems on the defensive end
0: yeah they do but they have probably one of the best offensive uh units that we've seen since i mean i'm going on a limb here since we since the warriors dynasty
1: yeah but but the celtics that is the spot where I feel like chemistry is going to go well for them and the continuity that they've had with the defensive roster they roll out there. Like, I I mean, I think they're going to do as good a job as any team in slowing that sort of offensive talent down.
0: Yeah, they're going to definitely. But again, for me, it's because KD is more of a perimeter guy and more of a a, in-the-mid-range guy than he is, like, a complete slasher yeah and that to me is where boston really struggles they struggle to contain guys that get get downhill on them ben simmons um yannis anybody that can get downhill and really attack the rim at pace with strength generally give the celtics nightmares and they just haven't been able to figure that out over the last few yeah. years
1: yeah and um i don't know if they've gotten Which much of an really answer so far yeah
0: yeah, I mean, look, KD can attack downhill as well. So can Kyrie Irving. I'm, I feel like you. I, I probably, I probably don't feel comfortable about either of these two games. If I'm being completely mm-hmm. honest, I feel more comfortable going two for two against Indiana and evening it out at 500 after four games. And I feel like that's a perfectly acceptable record when you're missing an All Star yeah. point guard.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a rough start of the season without Kemba. I think, as most people understandably do. Um, and, yeah, two and two to start, I think, would be totally fine. One and three sounds a whole lot worse, though, if you just manage to drop one of those Indiana games, which I don't think is too crazy.
0: It does sound terrible, but it's a long season. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got a bunch of young guys that you're trying to get acclimated to the league. A lot of guys were playing, have only had a couple of weeks off before being re- like brought back in for training camp and then slowly ramped back up. It could go another way, you know. It could be that Boston, because of how little break they've had, they can hit the ground running in the first game.
1: Yeah, there there is a chance. And, you know, they do have, like, decent continuity. There's, there's role changes for these guys, but they're working with a lot of the same roster.
0: I mean, talking of role changes, if anybody hasn't read it, I wrote a piece uh, yesterday when you're listening to this called Brad Stevens and the Order of the Clover over on Celtics blog. Go check it out. I thought it was quite a fun read. It was great work by you. But,
1: yeah, and if anybody catches yeah. a certain reference to a movie, you got to let Adam know. Feels like I this I staggered the reference. On.
0: This is the thing. Yeah, I staggered the reference. So I made a reference. I used a quote from that movie, but I staggered the quote over two paragraphs. And uh, I feel like I'm the only one that really noticed that I did that.
1: Someone will catch it, one of these listeners, and you will send it to Adam. And that will make my day.
0: There you go. That will make my dad. You know what else will make your right, day guys? when they
1: beat Milwaukee, even though we just said they'll lose.
0: <laughs> I mean, what time's that game? English time? Oh, it's not um, even that day, huh? Oh. No, it's the next day technically. Wow. I'm um, just having a look. Yo, that's like 1:30 a.m. tip.
1: Yeah, the next day. No, it's
0: not. It's a 12:30 a.m. tip. Still the next day. Yeah. So the game for me, and you're staying technically up on because you You're
1: dedicated, right?
0: I mean don't put that pressure on. Me. <laughs> we'll see
1: uh-huh of course you we'll are. see of course you are
0: I'll, I'll, I'll have my analysis by the next morning yeah, as far as anyone by the time knows. america reawakes exactly
1: might as well have watched it live
0: uh, why
1: th- nobody will even know by the time everybody yeah. in the u.s wakes you've seen it too
0: i've probably seen it twice
1: there you go you actually got <laughs> there a we go start.
0: yeah yeah it's the one benefit it's true it's the one benefit. Right, guys, you've been listening to the Celtics Blog Podcast. I feel like we started to go around in circles towards the end, so we'll leave it there. Again, we hope you guys all have a happy holidays. You spend If you're spending it with family, hope you have a great time. If you're not spending it with family, stay safe with whatever you're doing. And we will be back again on Monday now, Brendan, right?
1: Yes. Monday it is. Happy holidays. Enjoy your time.
0: Brendan's now going to do a 100-hour drive.
1: Oh, so excited!
0: How many hours is it really? Seven. Seven, yeah. Bro, I can fly to Boston in less than that.
1: Yep, driving from uh, Sacramento to Southern California to visit with some family. For if I while.
0: got on a plane when you started driving, uh, it's a twelve-hour flight. It's an eight-hour time. Yeah. If I got on a plane and the plane took off the moment you started driving, yeah, yeah, and both of us were unimpeded, we'd both hit LA at the exact same time jeez jeez yeah. I think
1: well I like to think that my car rides are more entertaining than any plane
0: I don't know the movies on a plane can be quite lit
1: I guess you should see me rocking out to some music in the car
0: well if you call it music you young guys don't know oh whatever I can't Sem- in fact send me some music
1: can't listen to some Biggie
0: if you don't listen to Biggie that's the problem yeah uh, well
1: you know Sometimes it's a little hypnotizing.
0: <laughs> I see what you did there. Right, guys, <laughs> we're going to go over rambling. Say bye, Brendan. Peace.